Welcome to Doing the Dirty Dishes. I'm your host, Stephen Quigley. This is a spiritual podcast in which we discuss all topics under the sun, anything that will make you think deep, will make you ponder into your mind or the universe. Uh, during this time of COVID-19, uh, first want to remind you to make sure to thank everyone that's out there on the front lines. That includes truck drivers, medical staff, uh, delivery people, people in the shopping markets that are stocking the shelves, everyone. But during this time, uh, of course, I hope things come out that are positive, and I know there will be plenty of them, and change will come in society as a result. Um, but one great thing that's coming about are relationships are being renewed. People are spending more time at home. People are realizing that um, work is not as important and the material items of life uh, don't bring us happiness. So that's interesting um, to note. And it's also um, relative to what brings us to my topic today. And my topic today is on altruism. And um, specifically, it's about meeting a f now friend of mine at the time he was a stranger, Norbert, a Polish immigrant who was on the run from the law in, uh, in Poland and living in Amsterdam. And I met him and, um, and it changed my life and I'm forever grateful to Norbert. And for that matter, I'm forever grateful to everyone in Europe uh, where I live uh, half the year in Amsterdam to all my friends there, to the plane pilots, to the people who gassed the planes, to the people who took the gas from the ground. I'm grateful to everyone who was a part of, of uh, getting me there and, and helping me have an amazing um, few years in Europe, uh, living in Europe. Uh, I always think of the example of the apple. People think they can be selfish in the world or they can go through the world without others help or helping others or the help of others really and uh the apple it might touch 250 hands of contribution before it actually gets to you because it had to be picked from a tree it had to be packed it had to be driven by a truck driver that truck had to get gas someone had to put gas in it somebody had to you know bring that gas in a tank or somebody had to extract it so hundreds of people may touch that one apple and uh, the background to the story on altruism is uh, pr quite interesting, of course, um, like most of my, my background. Uh, but 18 years of Catholic school at the hands of nuns and priests and a few books by uh, one special teacher, good friend Joanne. Um, it taught me a lot of things uh, and some of the three great things. And again, this is something that my father was big on education and, um, and Catholic schooling. And he, he really worked hard to put his five kids through private school, so thank you. Um, uh, for my mother, of course, too. She was the, the homemaker and worked also, and, um, and so equally they contributed to my education, so thank you. But all those years at the um, hands of the nuns and priests, uh, you know, you learn the golden rule uh, about treating others, and you learn about charity, and, um, and you learn most especially what stuck in my mind is that it's um, it's okay to give someone a fish, but it's far better and far greater and more valuable to teach them actually how to fish. So uh, here I am, um, living in Amsterdam for the summer and uh, our summers, 
and uh, I'm a big reader. Uh, I have been my whole life. It's it's what brought me through my journey, my spiritual journey. It's what helped me heal and recover and get to this point, start this podcast. Uh, and so I'm away, and I bring a lot of books. I read a lot of books, and I brought a small library. One book I was really especially looking forward to was uh, called Altruism. It's a big yellow behemoth. It's a it's more like a tome. Uh, 700 plus pages and it's written by a, a French monk uh, Matthew Ricard whose father is a famous philosopher he is the interpreter for the uh, excuse me the translator uh, for the Dalai Lama for French he lives in Plum Village in the south of France and he is just an amazing person uh, I first read his book um, well first actually he did his PhD in molecular biology he's a he's a scientist by nature and by training and he did it at the Pasteur institute one of the top in the world and his uh, phd professor was uh, held a nobel prize so this guy is top top notch and he left all that behind to go into buddhism and become a monk and become a, a very high monk an amazing person but i read his book on happiness and it really changed me so i decided to bring this book and read it uh, in amsterdam on altruism and so uh, I did I brought it with me and um, and I read it and it changed my life and basically I thought that I understood altruism I thought that I understood uh, that um, it was helping others and having a good heart and really I had no idea what real true altruism was and it, it, it hit me deep deep in my heart and um, and of course, there's no mistakes in life. You know, the synchronicity of life. I told a story in the first zero, uh, not, uh, first episode, number one, about meeting Per, a Danish um, man who's now a friend, on a flight from Reykjavik, Iceland to Philadelphia. And the synchronicity of the universe put us together. And he taught me a physical therapy system that he himself used to learn how to walk. And I'm now using that to learn how to walk. So once again, the synchronicity of the universe uh, is at play and um, at this time uh, in Amsterdam I hadn't been there before in spring it was King's Day and I, it's a crazy wild day <laughs> it's a raucous affair <laughs> if you have a chance man go to go to Amsterdam if you can anyway but if you can go there for King's Day go it's a national celebration Everywhere, everybody wears orange the canals are filled the streets are filled everything closes down it's a wild affair so I'm there for that, and I'm out in the park because the hostel that I'm staying at at this time is on the park. And I come across this wild, crazy man, David. Uh, I didn't know him at the time, but um, I could see he was in the, the, the beginning stages of a breakdown, a psychological. And uh, I couldn't catch, catch up to him. He was running around really like a wild man, uh, amok throughout all of uh, <laughs> the park and everywhere. And eventually, a few hours later, he sat down at the cafe and I had a chance to talk with him. And I could see he needed some, some help psychologically, some, some supervision really at that time. He was very dosed up on a lot of drugs and he wasn't acting normal. But anyway, we made friends and uh, the next day there was a group of us and Dave was a part of it and everybody was together and this new guy showed up on the scene. Uh, I'd never seen him before. Um, tall, skinny, kind of string bean, you know, looking guy. I didn't know what his name was, where he was from, what he was about. He looked a little bit shady. Um, he looked a little disheveled, um, but I didn't ask and I didn't say anything. And after another day or two, he was still there. But I noticed now people were um, 
were buying food and um, and they were saying they weren't hungry and they were pushing it his way and he was eating it. So I figured, okay, something is amiss. And then I later found out from a friend uh, from Australia, uh, Dawid, that uh, he was homeless and he was from Poland. So, oh, man, wow, like, okay, here's the universe at play. I just read a book on synchronicity. I meant, excuse me, on altruism. This is the synchronicity of the universe. And I always say, if you want to judge a man, if you want to look at a man, if you want to be a man, and you want to have virtue, if you want to have any, any kind of uh, integrity, uh, look at your actions, see if they match your words. So here was an opportunity for me to put what I had just learned uh, in this book into action and see if I could be altruistic and see what I could do and, and, and talk to this guy. So later that day in the auditorium, everybody had left to go have a smoke or a drink or I don't know what they were doing uh, and it was just him and I left in the auditorium and um, and he got up to go to the bathroom and so I took uh, a few hundred euros and I placed I, 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 I squared them up and I hid it under his beer and I thought well let me give this guy some money let me give him something to help him out you know uh, so he can eat and 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 uh, whatnot um, even though I didn't know much about him I thought let me just help him and I had decided that um, that's what I would do. So in any case, uh, he came back, he lifted up his beer and he saw it and it was hard to kind of scapegoat anyone because um, an action I'd rather left, leave unseen um, was kind of obvious it was me. And um, so he just looked at this and said, well, what is this? And I said, I don't know, <laughs> I played dumb. But he of course wasn't having that and he said, why, what is this? You know, what are you doing? And I just said, oh, it's something small, you know, something that to to help you out, get some food, you know, help you for a couple of days. And um, he said, no, I can't take it. And I said, well, you have to. And he said, no, I can't. It's too kind. It's too nice. And I said, well, you don't have a choice. I said, well, you're Polish, right? And he said, yeah. And I said, what's your name? He said, Norbert. And I said, okay. I said, well, Norbert, uh, you're Catholic, right? Figuring because he's Polish. There's a lot of Catholics there. He said, I'm Catholic. Yeah. I said, well, it's a Christmas gift. Merry Christmas. Eight months early. Merry Christmas. He looked at me and had a little bit of tear in his eye and nothing more needed to be said at that moment. Um, but I will make a note of something and it's important. Um, it's very important as a part of altruism as opposed to just helping somebody. And it goes deeper than that. And it's about indenturing somebody and making somebody feel like it's a handout and that your hand is there and they need to go to it. So if you're gonna help somebody in a situation where you're gonna give them something without judgment, of course, uh, give them enough so they wake up with some cash in their pocket. There's nothing worse than waking up uh, in the morning and being broke and having no cash in your pocket. Being homeless is bad enough, and I've been there. But waking up with no cash in your pocket, it's a horrible feeling, especially as a man. You know, who's expected to get up in the morning and work and go and, and, and win bread. Uh, biologically, this is in us for, for millions of years. So... Um, it's, a, it's a horrible feeling, so I didn't want that to be the case. So I want that to be noted. If you ever help somebody, don't do it as a handout. You know, help them uh, a step further. We'll get into that in a minute. In any case, um, I was touched. I was stunned. I was amazed. And um, we went on to continue to talk that day, and he told me stories of hardship and his upbringing, and I figured it, it was very hard. And I asked him what happened and how he got there, and basically uh, he and a few friends were working for a rich businessman in Poland. They worked for two months. They were not paid. They could not eat. They robbed him so they could eat. And uh, his friends got caught 
and they went to jail, the prison, and he ran off to Amsterdam, and here he was, homeless, living in a park, which is the story he just told me, in the dirt, in the bushes, and, and there I was with him, and I was, I was without words. I didn't know what to do. Uh, I knew this, we call, this called for something on a grand scale, but, um, but I was ready for it, and I was gonna step up, and I was gonna uh, show him. Um, you know, in the story that he told me, he said that Stephen, people lie to me. Uh, I can't leave anything anywhere, they steal it. Uh, if I have a little bit of money, they take it. If I have any extra clothes, they, they steal it and sell it for drugs. Uh, I've lost my clothing many times, my bike gets stolen. I wake up, I don't know where I am sometimes. I never know where I'm gonna sleep. Most days it's in the park. Nobody loves me, I have no real friends. As he's telling me these things, my heart's breaking. It's breaking, I'm stunned. So I said to him, Norbert, listen, I'm gonna show you what it is to be a friend. I'm gonna show you what it is to have somebody care for you, to someone to be genuine, to be true, to really love you, to really be your friend and really be concerned about your, your well-being you know, your safety, your future, everything about you. And I'm going to show you that. I'm going to prove to you that there's people out there in this world that know how to love and will love and they'll love you unconditionally and they'll give to you. And, um, and that was it. And everybody came back in. We had our beers and we had fun. And the next morning at 8 a.m., there's a knock on my door. No idea who it could be. I know the cleaning crew were not due in that morning. And there it is, Norbert. Two big white bags in tow filled with all fresh fruits, my favorites, and all snacks and shower items. The night before, I gave him my room key so he could go have a hot shower. I left out soap and a fresh towel. And he went and had a hot shower. And he took note of some of the fruits I had on my desk because I was staying there for the summer. So I had a room with a lot of space and I had a desk with all fruits and snacks and things on it, reading, books, whatever. And he took note and he brought all of them. So the first thing that this guy that I had just met could do with the money that I had given him, aside from eat and sleep that night somewhere, was to go see how he could make me happy. And he did that for the whole rest of, the, of that trip, the second trip that summer and the following summer, and he still does it. I, w I didn't know what to think. I, I was floored. Here's a guy who's homeless, has nothing. I give him something and, he, and his first thought is to help me. And then he's sitting there 8.30 in the morning having a talk with me and my, my skimpies. I'm joking, it's Europe. I'm wearing boxer briefs, of course, umbros. No, <laughs> well, actually. And, um, and he's got a big smile and he's positive and I'm just scratching my head. I can't believe it, there's this guy. Um, I'll share the story now. Uh, every morning he was there at my door. He was there every day, he never left my side. Uh, even one morning when, when getting stabbed going through the park, he showed up and he said uh, at my door and he said, can I take a shower? And I said, yeah, sure. I said, are you okay? You don't look good. He said, I just got stabbed. <laughs> and he wasn't lying. He really got stabbed. He got stabbed in the side here by like kind of a, a, a pen type size knife. Somebody in the park that he, that he had a, a, a tiff with before found him uh, and came up behind him and stabbed him. Uh, so it was a bit of a flesh wound. <laughs> he didn't care. I gave him a bandage. He covered it up and, and that was it. But that first trip uh, there, Norbert was always there, uh, always getting me fresh fruit without me asking. He would go to the store 
and get me a shirt if I had ripped one or needed one. If I was cold while outside, he would go in and get my jacket. If the sun had gone down, he would go get my normal glasses. If I was tired and I couldn't get to bed, he would help me open the doors or help wheel me in. Uh, one night I did a bit too many party favors and he had to carry me into my bed and put me into my, under the covers and tuck me in and he did that with love. Uh, he did everything with love. Just an amazing person. Um, so we had a lot of fun that summer. We had an amazing group of people. I'm sure some of them will comment on this uh, podcast. Uh, Wild Davo just came back around. So glad to see him doing well back on the saddle, back on the horse in the saddle of life. And uh, we look forward to all the great things Davo has in his future. And all the other guys, Tom and Thomas and uh, Silvio and Sergio and everybody that knows and, and who met Norbert and who was touched by him. I'm sure they'll comment on this podcast in one way or another, or their good energy and chi will come into the universe. Uh, but anyway, it was a great summer. It was a party summer. And uh, uh, Cheeky Mondays, I will give a shout out for Cheeky Mondays to Norbert, his favorite thing. And before I forget, this sweatshirt that I'm wearing tonight, swag, okay? Shut up and feel the beat. It's from Norbert, a gift from him. Again, a guy with a heart of gold who has nothing. And three times on each trip, every time I was there as a, as a, as a, as a sense of gratitude, of thank you, of being thankful, he came and he would give me his favorite shirt, his favorite hoodie, uh, one with a bird on it. He, two of them, three of them, his girlfriend, they always was giving me something as, as a gift of thank you, of gratitude, because he felt so uh, thankful. I didn't want anything, but he gave it, and it was just such a nice thing. And so here I am, and I'm wearing it, and I'm wearing it in honor of him. So here's some swag for you, Norby. Thanks for your love, buddy. It's, it's all over me. I can feel your love. Everybody can feel your love that's watching this, that's hearing this. We love you. The universe loves you. And uh, you're going to have everything that you want in your future, my friend. I promised you that when I met you. And... Uh, and you're going to have all of that, and you're going to see. Uh, on my second trip there, again, that same summer, um, all the same things from Norbert. He was waiting for me at the hostel when I arrived. He never left my side. He was my guardian. He was my angel. Everywhere we went, he undid my chair. He broke it down, carried me upstairs. He checked the places we'd go. He checked the bathroom. He'd make sure there was access. He would make the way for me. You know, he would go get me tea if I was cold. He would go get the beers. He was just, he was just the greatest friend somebody could be, especially for an injured guy. So, you know, he thinks I was his helper in life, but I was just doing what duty called for me as a human, as part of humanity. I was in a position where I could help. And, um, and uh, he was my teacher his heart, his, his love, his compassion, his give back. Um, it changed me. It changed me in big ways. Um, so thank you, Norbert. We had a great time that summer. We went to the zoo. We went to the botanical gardens. We went to exhibitions. We went to art museums. We went to the cafe. We sat out. We had fancy lunches. We did what uh, a tourist would do. I told him that second half of the summer, he was going to be my guest and uh, he would be a tourist. He doesn't have to work or worry about anything. Uh, at one point, he brought another friend along, Camille. Um, and then Camille broke off a bit later. We had some fun. Um, but um, 
but interesting character he was, Camille. That's another story. Uh, later that year when I left, Norbert ended up in jail and prison. He had some run-ins with the law. He had some issues. He was there illegally as a ghost without papers. And so it took some time uh, to get that cleared up. Uh, Ula Bear, his friend, a Polish um, immigrant herself to Holland, living in Amsterdam, was, um, was great at, uh, at helping him. And then the following summer, I went back again. Um, again, Norbert was there, uh, but now with more friends. Everybody knew him. It was a big group. It was filled with love. I had a uh, five-room apartment uh, on the park, just close to where the hostel was. And we had lots of fun there. Uh, Norbert and his girlfriend came for five days for vacation. We sat out on the sun deck under the stars. We had conversation. We talked. We embraced. We shared. It was friendship at its best. Uh, coffee, smoke, great conversation, great people. We had all kinds of guests from all over. We had Connor Man who came, the rapper from UK. We had Silvio Cohen, Sly Silvio the Fox came and did a rap session there with Connor Man. We had all kinds of different fun. We went to the beach, to Queens Dune, Castricum. Thank you, Trix, Josie, my great friend and acclaimed author and activist in Holland, Theandi Groof. Thank you for your love. And Simba too. Uh, the Polish people had a great time at the beach. Uh, Adam, who just got out of prison just actually yesterday, uh, came to see, his mother came to visit. All loved all of those people, and I'm glad that they all had fun at the beach um, there. We had, um, we had a lot of fun. We went on a smoke boat. We went out to see f football or, as you call, soccer games. Uh, went out to, ha to bars to have drinks. Went out to clubs to see friends and DJs. We just had a lot of, friend, a lot of fun. And at the end of all that fun, uh, very quickly, uh, I want to let you know that Norbert... Um, was very touched. He loved it. And it, it basically he had said that he made him feel like a little boy again. And these are the things that he didn't have the opportunity to do as a little boy without money. And so uh, he was very thankful. And so that's my story of altruism. And, um, and it was a book that I read and it changed me. And I had an example to use it. And I did. And for everyone out there, uh, as far as altruism is concerned, um, the measure of any civilized society, of any individual, it's how they treat those that are in need. Uh, and this is no better time to speak about this with the inequality that we have in our own country, United States, let alone the world. The people that are starving, that don't wake up with clean water in a warm bed or with a roof over their head, with shelter or heat. The world is in, is in trouble right now, and this is the time for ordinary people to step up. This is the time for altruism. This is your opportunity to put your, your words into action, okay, to go out and to help humanity, to help people in truly uh, in caring ways without prejudice, to help go out and transcend what's inside of them and help bring it to a point of happiness, help them with their life, help them with their well-being, their betterment, their education, with guiding them, with mentoring them, help them with every single part of life because it's your sacred duty, okay, as a human, Okay? We're not judged by how many toys we have, how much money we make, or how big our house is. We are judged by what we do to help others in life. And by helping others, you help yourself. We're all here together. We're all from the same wellspring of humanity. And that's what I would 
ask you and challenge you, almost implore you to do right now, especially during this time, is to go out and just help somebody. If you're able in any way, your time, your money, your advice, in any way, go out and help people and do it, okay? Uh, help awaken someone else's greatest inner qualities, okay? It's the greatest gift that you can give. Um, quick update on Norbert, okay? A few years later, he is living in an apartment. He has a girlfriend. They have a car. They have, now he has good friends. They all live together. He has money in his pocket, okay? And uh, he has an apartment and he has a life. But most of all, he has hope and he has uh, not only hope for the future, but he has not joy in his heart and he has happiness and he knows that the future holds uh, great things for him. So um, the two quotes that I will leave you with are basically, I'm going to have to give them not verbatim, but it's from Gandhi who says, go out and be the change that you want to be. And from Einstein, who basically says that if uh, you judge others and you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, the fish is going to think it's pretty stupid. So what you need to do is you need to go out and you need to know uh, that everyone in this, in this world, all of humanity possesses immeasurable treasures. And you need to go out and help awaken uh, those treasures and others, help them uh, discover their, their light and help them shine bright. Thank you for joining me today. I appreciate you taking your time to listen to my podcast. If you enjoyed it, please consider sharing it. You can find us on Facebook where we have a proverbial wisdom page, LinkedIn, and Instagram, and also Twitter. Thank you. Stay safe and healthy.